0: Just how cute Ugga is. <laughs> cute is not it's the word to use. It's impossible not to smile when you see that dog. <laughs> how dare you?
1: <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> He's <is> so good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Big dumb looking dog. <laughs>
0: what else do you hate,
1: Bob?
2: Plenty of things. iron brains a podcast that wants abject failure to have a more prominent and acceptable position in the cultural discourse a podcast that wants to travel back a few years and reassure the likes of steve Sachs and chuck knoblock and john lester the yips nothing to worry about boys the yips actually are good did you throw the ball into the third row instead of to the first baseman yes queen to the hall of fame with you my name is Bob, sitting across the way from my good friend and co-host, that's Abe. How you doing tonight, Abe? Doing well, Bob. Yeah, here we are. Lori's here, too. How are you doing, Lori?
0: I'm good. You should put the lamp in front of your face.
2: There's no space on the desk. We're here in the third iteration of the Cast There's Iron Brains right home see it. studio.
0: Where the water is.
2: Now Lori wants to tell me where to put all of the lighting. (laughs) Uh,
0: Just some of the lighting. It doesn't matter. It's just, you're not good at this.
3: The things we'll do for the premium members who are watching this right now. Consistently
0: bad at figuring out how to light your situation.
3: Today is Monday,
2: August 9th, 2021. been a couple of weeks since we recorded an episode. Yeah. I took the kids up to my mother's in New Jersey. Had what I'm referring to as Body Horror Beach Vacation 2021. Just an ongoing series of really terrible things happening to my children's bodies while we were at the beach.
0: They're okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, what happened? Well, so Calvin... It's
0: personal information. Calvin looks
2: like he's come out of a burn ward. He got some sort of like poison oak or sumac or ivy... Some sort of, we assume, They anyway. went
0: outside. They shouldn't have gone outside. <laughs> it would have all been fine.
2: Mistake one. We don't right. know exactly what the thing is, but his hands were covered in these gigantic white blisters the size Huss of... Puss-filled yeah, blisters. Yeah, like gross, like liquid-filled
3: blisters.
0: Out of, not like a pressure blister or anything. It looked like a burn, but it wasn't.
3: Any discomfort? Yeah, they
2: itched and whatnot. I'm going to show you a picture yeah. here of the... Of what the blisters look like to hopefully get a oh boy. a gross reaction from you. So that, uh, see that guy's arm there? All those weird... Holy
3: hell! What of, am I looking at? That's what they
0: looked like, that they were on his fingers. Yeah, they were
2: just on his hands. And he's still got a few, but they're, they're shrinking and popping and going away. And now, like, the skin underneath...
0: He looks like Two-Face. Is, like, raw.
2: Yeah, it's really gross.
0: Brand new skin. Little boy. So the
2: funny thing is that Uncle Andrew, my brother Andrew, had been visiting my mother's the week before and came down with, I'm going to hit the shit out of this microphone, apparently, my new setup. So Andrew had gotten some sort of exposure to something, and he had a similar rash all the way up one arm, but not the giant pus-filled blisters. And then Calvin walks out to find me. I'm drinking my coffee one morning, and he shows me his hand. And the first thing I thought was, what the hell did you, did you like two days ago, burn your hand horribly on the stove and not tell me about yeah. it? Or like, did a, <laughs> yeah. did a jellyfish get you in the ocean yesterday and you didn't tell me about it? Because it looked like his hand had just it been burned. It
0: looked like burn blisters.
2: But right. then I started Googling around and saw the uh, poison oak or poison sumac blister.
0: Also poison sumac grows at the beach. Right. So Only outside though.
2: Somewhere. So,
3: this likely happened outside. It wasn't like some reaction to some. Right. And then it turns out my mother
2: also had a similar thing going on, you know, not quite as dramatic way, but she had some blisters up her arm as well. And yeah, it was gross. And then, of course, my little, the little boy sitting out there on the porch, like a couple nights later, he's got, he's bandaged up because a couple of them have popped and like he can't quite, he's missing out because we brought his baseball stuff and he hasn't been able to play baseball. And he's just looking despondently oh, out into the out into the beachy sky. And he starts talking about how I just don't like that my last vacation at Pop's house, I got sick and I didn't feel good. And now this vacation, I can't play baseball. And he starts to get like emotional and tears are welling up. And I'm like, he's he's having this deep existential sad right. moment about how his summer's being ruined by body horrors. It is a bad stretch though. Back it to back vacation. And they're
0: going away again. I'm nervous. Yeah,
2: a couple of weeks we're going down back to my dad's just I'm for nervous a nervous they're not
0: gonna come back. A
2: last weekend of summer visit before before school starts. Who knows what will happen to him then? Katie also had
0: Katie had a thing happen.
2: What can only be described okay. as a medical emergency that need not be made. Oh no. <laughs>
1: need
0: not She's be
2: fine. made entirely public. <laughs> I'll, I'll oh, tell wow. you, but then we're going to cut it out of the rest of the show. Okay. Uh, She's re-
3: alive right. and healthy. She's alive. Yes, She's everything's totally fine. fine. She's
2: totally can I, fine. Can
0: okay. I read what you've texted me? But
2: yes, Lori, you can just go ahead and read that.
0: Okay. So <laughs> uh,
2: the, short, wow, the short version of the story is don't have kids, anyone, because yeah. it's super gross. Uh, <laughs> even as they get older and things are like way less consistently gross sometimes the unspeakably gross thing happens and you have to deal with it and you have to pretend like it's totally normal and totally fine it's
0: good it's just kind of fun
2: it was it was an ongoing body horror vacation and it just and i was sleeping on a uh a leather couch instead of on a bed, so there, I was hot and not sleeping well the whole time, because I, I, there's a guest bed right upstairs. But, of course, with the ongoing trauma of the vacation, <laughs> the kids didn't want me to sleep upstairs. They wanted me to sleep downstairs with them. It was fun, generally. Oh, wow. Like We had a great time. We got to hang out with uh, Brian and Rebecca and their, oh, the, nice. their children. And... Rebecca? Yeah, Becky. <laughs> but, yeah, it was... It was intense. That was, that. the word for it is intense. Anyway, how about you? Any, uh, what have you been up to the last couple of weeks, buddy?
3: <laughs> the prior weekend, uh, I went to my friend's wedding at his place. Like, it was like a reception. Oh, yeah, the, out, the, together.
2: the outdoor wedding, right?
3: Yeah, but then it's like so hot that we spent a lot of time indoors, but it was good. I, I w- always wonder why more people just don't do simple things like that. Just, at their own backyard, they had a few chairs for people to sit in. They played some music. They did the thing. Boom. Started eating some Italian food. Lots of people do great.
0: simple things like that. It's just they don't invite you.
3: Yeah, that that's probably <laughs> what it is. All the it's Indian of sort. By being that. Great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was good. And then this past weekend, more recently, I was in Athens, my old stopping grounds. And uh,
2: Have you got any of the old bars, the, like the ones that we would be familiar with? Are they still open?
3: The uh, where was it that we went to? Um, boy, that whole weekend. You're I are mean, asking that whole Abe now to remember little...
1: something. Yeah, Abe is I mean... never gonna remember. <laughs>
2: did you go to Walkers? Did you go to Cutters? Did you go to cutters. fucking eighties we or nineties?
3: I don't think there's an eighties anymore. I did see there was like a nineties.
0: Abe, you and no... I danced at nineties one time to Mambo Number Five. It's the only time I've ever danced. <laughs>
3: i think that they're still around yeah because i it's upstairs from fucking yeah and so and then there was uh the creature comfort places i think were there most most of the time but it was pretty good i mean you know athens is still athens yeah
0: It can't ever not be i went to a concert
3: yeah no kidding where
0: here outside the pavilion a known known to me, Bright Eyes. Okay, band I've seen a whole bunch of times that I used to be like obsessed with.
3: Bright Eyes is a big
2: nationally recognized yeah, band of the last twenty years. Some sort of like rock thing? No,
0: it's like indie rock.
2: It's no. uh, it's emo is what they it's would. Not. Have, it's no, what it's they would not. No, it's not. Not in
0: the genre emo. That's no. what they would have no. called
2: it twenty years ago. But no, <laughs> just because
0: Conor Oberst is emo doesn't mean the music is emo. It's definitely like folk rock, if anything.
3: Yeah. Okay.
0: But he's I, emo. That was good? It's just the, it's pretty the music emo. isn't.
2: How was the concert, Lori?
0: It was really good. I think the last time I went to a concert in that way where, like, I bought a ticket and it was a band I knew on purpose and it wasn't at some club in Athens. It was to see Bright Eyes at the Georgia Theater with Bob. Oh. Like 10 years ago.
2: Did I go to a Bright Eyes concert? Yeah. Oh, man, I have the worst memory. We sat, <laughs> we sat up
0: high. <laughs> Uh, No recollection of that. Yeah, I I saw
2: Feist Bunting out
3: all the songs.
0: Feist opened for God
2: damn! I have the worst memory. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Everyone else out there who like, and I'm speaking just to the one person who might be listening, like Gillig, Mark, if you're listening, because I've hurt your feelings before, uh, not remembering having done certain fun things with you. Bob
0: doesn't remember anything.
2: Look, apparently, I went to a concert with my wife. At the Georgia Theater and saw two bands, both whose names I now still know. And I have literally, even though she's just told me that it happened, I and sort where of we
0: sat. I we were sort up. of
2: don't believe her. I'm pretty sure you went with some other dude. It was,
0: I think it was on a Wednesday.
2: Are you sure I wasn't working? All
1: right.
0: I, don't, I, I mean, I'm going to find out right now. Meanwhile, unrelated, sorry, you can cut this out. I saw this band a bunch of times. Back in the day.
1: Yeah.
0: And I went with my friend Abby, who I used to, she lives here. We used to go see them together. That's why we went. It's like, I can't not yeah. go. They're here. There is a pair of concerts that she and I went to with our friend Kathy that there's almost no record of on the internet in terms of like concert archives, which you can always right. go back, like I'm going to do right now, and figure out if it was indeed a Wednesday that we saw Bright Eyes on. There was a concert in Columbus, Ohio, and then the next night in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, that all three of us went to. We all remember being there, and there's almost like there's bits and pieces, but in archives, it's like not there. It's really weird.
3: It did actually part of the tour. It did. It, it didn't did. Happen. I
0: can find the bits and pieces. It's just I don't know how to get these you've weird come, concert archive. You've websites come unstuck to know in time.
2: It. Like, in, it's in, how maybe it that. felt
0: for like the last week. I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was there, and I and Abby has a good memory, but we were having trouble piecing together what year it was. And these are bands that toured together often enough. And I was like, no, it wasn't in two thousand six. That's impossible. Like, right. It, I figured it out. So Also,
2: it's anyway. worth pointing out here that the only reason that Lori ever even ended up in Athens, and therefore we know each other at all, is because she was following Bright Eyes on it's, a long concert
0: no tour. Yeah. Wow! Like This if, is the, the bend. We may have moved to Athens anyway, but the thing that got Abby and I to visit Athens in the first place was that there was a Bright Eyes concert there. And Ah. it was Athens, and then Carborough, North Carolina, and then D.C., and then Philadelphia. And we were going to go one, two, three, four. And then my grandmother died, so we didn't get to go to that fourth one. Oh, wow. Also, Abby got in trouble.
2: Anyway. Actually, I'm going to do this here now because I don't want to talk about it later. On this uh, beach trip, I listened to a book... Remember The Martian? audiobook? Yeah, an audiobook. Do you remember The Martian from a few years ago? The Andy Weir? With Matt Damon? Yeah, the movie had Matt Damon in it. I think the movie came out in 2015, so I guess the book came out sometime before then. I never read the book. The movie, uh, I really enjoyed. I think it's a super fun movie and entertaining movie. Well done movie. The nicest thing I'm going to say about... Andy Ware's newest book, which is called Project Hail Mary, is that it will make a similarly good movie, I think, someday. Again, I'm I'm sure, I'm positive that it, it will be turned into a movie. It just, everything about it screams, this is just a movie, why are you reading this book? But before I left for New Jersey, I saw that that audiobook was available and I signed up for Audible a few weeks ago, so I'd get one free one without having to pay extra a month anyway. So I was like, I'll check out this Andy Weir guy whose Martian book, well, I didn't enjoy, or I didn't read rather, I enjoyed the movie. So maybe I'll like Project Hail Mary by Andy Weir. And I haven't hated the experience of reading slash listening to a book this much since I read... Ernest Cline's Ready Player One. I was
0: gonna say Ready Player One. You hated. Yeah,
2: back a few years ago.
0: I know, Bob.
3: Are they doing like uh, sounds like the characters? Like is this one of those audiobooks where they they are doing a dramatic kind of? He is. Voice? It is.
2: He does the voices of the characters. Yes,
3: to the point okay. where,
2: and spoilers here. If anybody plans on reading or eventually seeing this movie and doesn't want to find out what happens at the end of Act 1. Uh, so it's not really a spoiler, but if you if you want to know nothing, then stop listening to us. But uh, he meets an alien, and they, in fact, do an alien voice eventually. And it's just... Uh, the alien speaks in harmonic chords, so that the way that they do it is they play the chords underneath of the guy talking, so it sounds sort of like a robot talking instead of, like, a human talking. And like, okay.
0: Like those YouTube videos where they... Sort of music eyes someone talking.
2: Right. That's six hours into this godforsaken book. So I was already well on my way to hating this book by the time we got to that point. So that wasn't the problem. You have to imagine, like, so Andy Weir writes or has at least imbued this main character with the sense of humor of like the only way that I've been able to describe it, and I've spent the last, like, week and a half trying to figure out what it is that I hate about this character. But it's like, if Chandler Bing from Friends, like that level of where every response is sort of sarcastic, righteous humor, like yeah, like whatever it is that makes people think that Chandler Bing is funny, if you distilled that down into its worst essence and then made a guy talk like that All the fucking time. And there's no one else. Because apparently this is like Weir's thing where in The Martian, uh, Matt Damon, or uh, (laughs) the character, gets left on Mars and has to fend for himself. And so there's not a whole lot of other people for him to interact with, so he's just talking to himself. Similarly, in Project Hail Mary... Uh, the fella, his name is Ryland grace and like fucking kill me. The fact that his name is Ryland grace and the name of the book is project hail Mary. And it's not uh, like uh, hail Mary full of grace. And uh, the name of the ship is the hail Mary. And they just so happen to put the microbiologist grace on the hail Mary ship. Like get the fuck out of here. But, <laughs> <laughs> so aside from that, uh, he has, like, his other, his astronaut pals who he's on his mission with fucking died. And so, once again, we have a man in outer space just talking to himself as the, as the main character of this book.
3: Does he uh, science the shit out of it also? Yeah, like, he, he just
2: sciences constantly. And it's like, it is punishingly obnoxious to listen to. And I wondered how much of it was the performance. So I'm going to play a clip here of the audio book. Uh, you know, fair use, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I'll put a link in the show notes. If if my talking about how much I hated this fucking book inspires you to go out and want to purchase it... Uh, just
0: to spite Bob is reason enough. Just click
2: the link
3: your- <laughs> in the
2: show notes. Uh,
3: I- that's going to be... A, a, a new style for uh, promoting yes. things like talk about how much you <laughs> it hate is, it's, it's hilarious that cause <laughs> most through. of the things that <laughs> i
2: talk <laughs> <laughs> about i'm talking about how much i hated them
0: uh. i put in our messages here the concert
3: <laughs> on the button good job Lori, and
0: on it was a fucking wednesday
3: wednesday look at that that is a me- that's that's a that's a skill I could it's not,
0: not a, I mean you have the same weird memory it's just for opposite that things That
2: doesn't mean I was there just because you found it
0: No I didn't but say I mean, it meant you were there on. I said I think it was a Wednesday and it indeed was a Wednesday right.
3: She's yeah. right about that she's likely to right about the other yeah. thing Like I'm not going to
0: forget who I went with asshole
3: <laughs> Is it
2: is it and at also, all possible you that you can... went with Allie and not me
3: No <laughs> Also Bob you can't open with I have a shitty memory and then start to dispute no, something we- that happened 16 right, years ago. No, so- it <laughs> does it all the
1: time. It drives me fucking crazy. So,
3: for the record, it's not that I have a –
2: it's not that I would expect to remember the events as though I were watching a movie and I could play them back. It's that I would have a hazy sort of feeling like no. – I sort of have an impression of that having happened. No, blame and deny. Just
0: fucking, she's wrong. Whatever that woman is saying, it's bullshit. I would know. I'm a guy. I know stuff.
2: That's not fair at all. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) All right, here's a clip. It's just a minute and a half, I think, from uh, Andy Weir's
4: Project Hail Mary. I thought they'd be harder to find, but there they were. Dozens of little black dots And they were, indeed, wriggling around. You recording all this? From thirty-six different angles, she said. Sample consists of many round objects, I said. Almost no variance in size. Each appears to be approximately ten microns in diameter. I adjusted the focus and tried various intensities of backlighting. Samples are opaque. I can't see inside, even at the highest available light setting. Are they alive? Strat asked. I glared at her. I can't just tell that at a glance. What do you expect to happen here? I want you to find out if they're alive, and if so, find out how they work. That's a tall order. Why? Biologists worked out how bacteria works. Just do the same thing they did. That took thousands of scientists two centuries to work out. Well, do it faster than that. Tell you what, I pointed back to the microscope. I'm going to get back to work now. I'll tell you anything I work out when I work it out. Until then, you can all enjoy some quiet study time. I spent the next six hours doing incremental tests. Over that time, the military people wandered out, eventually leaving only Strat by herself. I had to admire her patience. She sat in the back of the observation room and worked on her tablet, sometimes looking up to see what I was doing. She perked up as I cycled my way through the airlock and into the observation room. Got something? she asked. I unzipped the suit and stepped out of it. Yeah, a full bladder, she typed on her tablet. I hadn't accounted for that. I'll get a bathroom installed inside the quarantine area tonight. It'll have to be a chemical toilet. We can't have plumbing going in and out. Fine, whatever, I said. I hustled off to the facilities to do my business. All right. Is it? Is it possible that, that it's the format that's ruining this book? I was just going to say,
0: thing? I think I don't like audiobooks.
3: Yeah, I... Some I, audiobooks are wonderful.
0: No, like, but, a few audiobooks are wonderful. But,
3: also, when you say that, Bob, are you referring to audiobooks of books you've previously read and it kind of works together? Or is it like for the very first time, your first experience with this you know, content is by this weird audio thing?
2: So I wanted to find out because I, part of the reason that I finished the book was to try to figure out why I fucking hated it so much. Most normal human beings, of course, would have just stopped listening to the book that they discovered that they fucking hated apparently that's not my thing i had to power through it to the point where i'm like you know ignoring my children sitting out on the porch during our beach vacation trying to get through it is this when
3: uh, all the medical emergencies happen yeah, While bob, re- just, <laughs> bob just sticks his headphones on
2: i just i wanted it's my only escape from the fucking body horror beach vacation was this book that i hated And and examining my own hatred. Actually, this all checks out for me. This all makes a great deal of sense. Um, So I went back to Audible, and I was looking for other Andy Weir books. And as it turns out, The Martian was available for free. Because they have a library of things that you can just listen to without paying for. And I could listen to The Martian, which is an audiobook in audiobook format, is narrated by uh, Will Wheaton, who's a...
0: I know him. He's, he's a, from Best Week Ever.
2: He's from Star Trek. He was on the Star Trek The Next Generation. He played Wesley Crusher, uh, the young... the young Star Trek guy, basically. Uh, anyway, he's famous on the internet, plus he does these audiobooks, so I was like, maybe I'll give this audiobook a try and we'll see if I hate Andy Weir or I hate the guy who read project hail mary or did i just hate that book and and not be able to identify why and as it, like the martian was a much less terrible experience uh as narrated by
3: you will, never actually read will the martian right you just watched the movie no
2: i just watched the movie and then i listened okay. to the audiobook and okay. that was way way more enjoyable to the point where i didn 't hate it very much there were some sort of like similarities obviously this Andy Weir has a has a style and he doesn't deviate too far from it but yeah so I, I do think that there's there was something to just the performance and the decisions that were made in bringing these characters to life that just didn't work for me but at the same time to give the short version of the story there's an underachieving high school or like junior high science teacher who used to be this hot shot young up and coming science researcher who gets sort of plucked out of obscurity by this woman who's trying to save the planet and he has to and then suddenly for reasons that will become clear as the book goes on suddenly he's now a fucking astronaut and sent off to another solar system to figure out how to save all of humanity so we've gone from in the Martian uh, all of humanity has to unite to save this one guy, to right. this one guy has to science his way into saving humanity. So that's sort of obnoxious. But maybe they'll make him a black or a brown guy in the movie and and take away some <laughs> of the weird white savior tropes that are going on. Because it must be said, again, deep spoilers now, he also saves another fucking civilization an alien civilization from extinction because of their experiencing the same problems that we are. Uh, So he saves not only all of Earth, he saves an entire other civilization as well. Anyway, I found it very, very annoying to listen to, but that didn't stop me from listening to it. (laughs) Did you pick up on any of what I was annoyed by, by
0: that clip? that was annoying.
3: Yeah, just, I, I wonder if there's, would it work if they just play if they just read it straight without any sort of? I
2: don't think so because, like, in the first few, I went back and started listening to it again. <laughs> I'm a real sicko. Why? Look at you. <laughs> in, in the beginning, it's like the first couple chapters are just like guy wakes up from a coma with total amnesia, and like he's the most annoying person because he's trying to like I, I'm a I know that I'm a rational person because I keep having these rational thoughts. Maybe I'm a – am I a scientist? I must be some sort of scientist because I keep I keep defaulting to sciencing and doing science things. And then there's <laughs> there's this constant aside, which is just uh, constant as- – like you can see it if, if it was in print, it would say constant aside to Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's going to be the asshole who gets on Twitter and says, well, actually the science in this right. section here isn't quite right. Like it was it's it's like full of predicting the response that the well actually science guy is going to have on Twitter, which makes it just a total fucking slog to listen to. The only part that works like he has he has an ear for he has an instinct for story. Like he knows, like the plot is all there, which is why it's going to work as a movie. They'll take out all of the obnoxious shit that doesn't work. Right. It will all be cut, and it will make a really rollicking hour and forty-five minute long movie. I'm sure when when Hollywood gets done with it. But yeah, if you want to buy that, click on the
3: link in the uh,
2: in the show notes.
3: <laughs> For <laughs> what it's worth, it's a apparently highly regarded book on uh, Goodreads. It's, oh it's my god, I was 5. trying to 5. find a
2: review. That said anything close to what I'm complaining about. And apparently everyone fucking loves it. Like it's a 4.7 or something last time I checked on Goodreads.
3: Since you're a glutton for punishment, Bob, you should go back a third time, but this time read the the actual words. Maybe the experience will be different. All
2: right. I actually also want to talk about something, another clip that I can play here.
3: Ooh, another audiobook?
2: In a minute. Um, do you remember the Amy and Christian Cooper situation from last uh, Memorial Day a year, the, 15 the bird
3: months ago? sightseeing guy and the, right. the, the the dog lady? Oh Central God, this
2: again? Central Park. Amy Cooper walking her dog through Central Park, not on a leash. Christian Cooper,
0: no is, relation. No
2: relation is on a bird watching sojourn out in Central Park. And they're in a part of the park where you're supposed to keep your dog on a leash, and they have a confrontation. And it results in her calling the police and saying, well, first she she threatens him basically by saying, I'm going to call the police and tell them that an African-American male is threatening my life.
3: Right. I'm going to stick the cops on you. Right. Buddy.
2: So... Uh, Barry Weiss, who has a substack and, a pod, and an associated podcast, she has a, the podcast is called Honestly, this past week she released an episode where they did a deep dive into the Cooper v. Cooper bird watching and dog walking situation from over a year ago. Uh, just as a point of reference, it happened the night before or the morning before the George Floyd murder happened. So this, these two things happened back-to-back, back, which is how—and in and in fact, on our podcast, when we talked about it, it was episode five of this podcast, and it was the same podcast that we talked about the Floyd video and the Cooper incident. Oh, wow. They both became viral incidents at the same time. Do you recall what our take was on the incident oh, when it happened?
3: <laughs> now— when we talked about it, did the whole? I guess there was no more to the story than just that at that point, right? Basically, she got—did she get fired, or was she in the process of getting fired from her employer?
2: Right. She ends up. So the, the the end result of the story is that she is still in hiding. And if you want to go listen to the Bar- Barry Weiss podcast, I'll put a link in the show notes. It's fine, and it it for what it's worth, they did a halfway decent job sort of complicating it, whereas I think most people would say, oh, she was awful, she called the cops on this black guy who didn't deserve having the cops called on him, she was being a racist trying to get him killed. Like, that would sort of be, if you ask the average person, that would be the narrative that they took out of that situation.
0: That is what it seemed like.
2: From over a year ago. I want to play a clip from our show from over a year ago. This is from, I think, like June 3rd. Of oh twenty twenty. I do have a slightly contrarian take on the situation.
3: No You're against not you. leashing of dogs? Like the bullshit law like I was saying. No, 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 that's <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's all fine. I think we've lost a little bit of
2: an ability as a culture to recognize when there are two people in a two person interaction being assholes. Right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I mean he was being an asshole. <laughs> when yeah. there when there are two
2: people involved, yeah. In an alleged power different, differential situation, we have completely lost the ability to simply point at them and say, those are two assholes. Right. And I'm not saying that his behavior in this case was on a plane with her behavior, which was obviously way worse.
3: The, yeah, there right. weren't even so, footing when... Right. right, up until the right. moment when
2: she right. used even though, like, he- the 400-year history <laughs> of systemic <Right>. racism... <laughs> against right. him to try to get right. him cop murdered. And by
3: the way, uh, is there like I
2: don't All right, that. so that's what we said back in June right. of last year, which is while obviously her behavior is largely indefensible, I think it's worth pointing out that there were two assholes in this situation. Right. And what I the point that I'm making now is that it was immediately clear to us that there were two assholes in the situation. So it wasn't just that I was having a contrarian take. I had a contrarian take that the two other people in the room agreed with at the time, right. which is that from all of the available information that we had, Chris Cooper was also being a shithead in the moment because he was – and, and uh, to Barry Weiss's podcast's credit, they do a good job of highlighting – And explaining the ways that Chris Cooper was being an asshole. Like, if if there's anything that's worth taking out of that, it's that she was justifiably sort of in a highly emotional state because of actions that he took. Now, still, I listened to her her podcast, the, the reporting on it. It was like an hour and a half long almost. And at the end of the podcast, I still can't get past the fact that she literally said the words, the words that came out of her mouth. At at the height of her emotional state was, I'm going to call the police and tell them that there's an African-American male threatening my life. Right. So there's not – still, there's no excusing that. But the point that Barry Weiss's whole podcast is trying to make, and it's a point that an entire wing of the internet feels like it's trying to make, which is that the the media is lying to us to the point where we can't even – no reasonable person – can actually get an accurate representation of reality by consuming the mainstream news, right? That seems like if if, if there's a unifying thing in the so-called, and now it's largely falling apart because COVID has sort of thrown a wrench into the whole intellectual dark web, if there was any cohesiveness to it to begin with, which largely there wasn't, but if there was any, that cohesiveness has been largely shattered by differing takes on what to do about, Covid. So Joe Rogan is expressing—Joe Rogan and Brett Weinstein and a bunch of these others are much less, let's just do what the experts say, than, say, Barry Weiss and Sam Harris and even Eric Weinstein are about what to do about COVID. But if there's something that unifies them, it's that it's hard to get a true picture of reality from the mainstream media because they are committed to certain preconceived narratives— While I'm sympathetic to the idea, the fact is that 15 months ago, after like four days of reading the New York Times and the Washington Post and sifting through the available documentation on social media, I had the exact right take that apparently Barry Weiss and friends needed to do a whole deep dive of extensive reporting on to get to the point where—that I had gotten to anyway— that we had gotten to anyway after four or five days of paying attention to just the mainstream media. So it's sort of – at the same time that I sort of understand what they're getting at, I still got a pretty clear picture of reality despite what they're saying was going on, right?
3: I'm wondering, did something new happen to prompt them to have this deep dive? Like did something come out about like new information or – did one of the Coopers say something? I, I'm wondering why they, this week of all weeks... They were able
2: to get dog lady Amy Cooper on the phone and interview her. So that, and she
3: still, what is her position? She still didn't see anything wrong with what her role in all of this was?
2: So she's in hiding. She feels like she can't be a public person any longer because she got it like... I mean, she was never a public person, right? She became a very public person, in, <laughs> right?
3: Right, but uh, what I'm saying is like... She can't go to start people's attention spans are not such that they're gonna be like,
2: Right, she has. She's moved. She's no longer in the city.
3: She's not I
0: literally have no idea what she looks like. She could be a client of mine with the name Amy Cooper, and it still wouldn't click. Unless she was like, I'm that lady who tried to get that guy. So the way that
2: she the way she talks about her current state of mind is that she anytime she's approached by a stranger in the dog park because like they they took her dog away because of this, she eventually got Who's the dog back. They, the the, the animal rights. How was that? So she she worked for, she worked with some animal shelter. So she was on a so the animal shelter reclaimed the dog, and then they eventually, by the way, gave it back to her. The New York State uh, or the the DA charged her with filing a false police report. And they had to drop the charges because she didn't file a false police report. She felt under threat and reported that she was being threatened. So that's not a false police report. The What she says is that when she walks around now, she – so some lady comes up to her and starts talking to her about her dog and then says, oh, a Cocker Spaniel. I just saw something on the internet about Cocker. And then she starts having this panic attack. She's like, oh, do you know who I am? Uh-uh. Uh, yeah are you going to do something to me because i was i was the fucking worst person on the face of the planet for 36 hours back in 2020 and so she feels like she can't go back to living any sort of normal life and for justifiable reasons like she had hundreds of death threats sent to her people she was doxxed online people were showing up at her apartment and standing outside and protesting Completely out of proportion with what uh, yes. what should have happened in this situation, which preferably would have been the two Coopers sit down and hash out their differences, which is sort of what she says at the end. like She just wishes that she and Christian Cooper could have a conversation, which they actually never have beyond this 40 seconds of viral video. They've never I talked to one I assume it's because another.
3: he has no interest in that, right? He
2: has not. And I, something else that we talked about was that He recognized that he was being an asshole in the situation, which is what gave me the idea of having the contrarian take in the first place, which is some NPR interview I heard with him where he's not – he wasn't at all interested in pursuing this. He he didn't participate in the case against her. He told the DA that if you're going to prosecute her, you're going to do it without me. Like he seemed to recognize that he was sort of being an aggressive asshole in the case and – she probably caught more flack than she deserved. Uh, but still, she, he hasn't shown any interest, apparently, in reaching out and talking to her.
3: There, there was another... And this is kind of a a point I keep reading about and hearing about... I guess the, the thrust of the, the point is that it's not always the case that in mainstream media you'll get all of the information or there won't be like some nuance, basically like this person is evil because they're racist or sexist or whatever, and this other person was the victim of that, and there's no uh, nuance. I, I can agree with that. I just don't understand when people say mainstream media. That's basically any media. Like you're not going to get a, a clear picture, what, by listening to Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro, it, It's going to be somewhat distorted no matter what uh, yeah. Right. you read. So is the argument that... Alternative media is somehow better? Because my point is that it would be a lot worse. It's I worse. mean, mainstream media had its faults, but yeah, media. You would have you would have the same faults with the other types of media.
2: Right. And the point that I'm making here, which goes along with that, is that despite all of its faults, we came to the correct conclusion right. a year and a half ago. Now did the did the wider culture no, of course not. That like that that's not going to happen. But but I don't think that pinning the blame the if there's any blame to be pinned anywhere, it's on the discernment abilities of the public. It's not on the media. Now, yeah, it's another so something that actually just happened. There's a headline in the New York Times. Let me see if I can find it here. The New York Times ran a headline the subhead of which when it was pushed out to social so it goes on twitter and facebook it says fan shouts racial slur at miami marlins player now as it turns out they thought what was happening was that towards the end of a baseball game in a quiet lull where the crowd is not making too much noise they thought that there was a guy in the first row Right. Shouting
3: nice seats.
2: Right. Good seats. Shouting over and over again, two or three times, the N-word at the player who was at the plate. Right. That was the the feeling in the air was that. Now that was not verified, right? Couldn't they didn't talk to anybody. They didn't and then you get like halfway toward the back two-thirds of the story of that one, the the first story about it in the New York Times. And the player, who is Brinson, Brinson, 27, did not appear to react to the apparent abuse, and it is unclear whether he heard it, although it was yelled very loudly at a quiet moment in the action. So they don't talk to the guy who was the apparent target of the apparent racial slur to verify that he heard it or could have been injured by it. The only thing that they have to go on is this 15 seconds of stadium video, which... Yeah, when you play the video, and I'll put a link in the show notes, it does sort of sound like someone might be shouting the N-word, but it also... Because
0: they've just been saying, like, bigger?
3: So there's a, even... apparently a mascot.
0: Bigger!
1: Named.
2: Right, The <laughs> name. so the name of the Colorado Rockies mascot is Dinger.
3: Tigger, Yeah. Uh...
2: And he was yeah. shouting... Dinger, trying to get the mascot's attention to come over and take a photo with him. But because he's so far away from the microphones and there's a lot of ambient noise, the ing sort of goes away. Like right. The, and probably it probably had
3: a, a beer or two, you know, get sloppy. Right. And with it the legitimately
2: language. sounds like he might be saying the bad thing.
0: Well, and then there was that, remember that funny meme where it was saying a word and people heard, sort of like the dress, except it was audible
2: yeah it was like a couple of names or something like that,
0: the, yeah, that was, it was weird like I, words the, sometimes sound like other words it's fine
3: right the, the, i think this is different than what you're referring to laurie but there, there is a a, a a similar meme of the soccer player R- cristiano ronaldo or whatever some guy and the the caption reads like the jews are to blame or the jews Ooh. did this and then if you read the words and look at his mouth it almost like your brain almost kind of tricks into thinking he's saying that but if you actually get rid of the captions He's saying something else. Totally unrelated. It's just like this weird mind thing. But but what I don't understand, going back to this uh, baseball thing, and I I think you're right, there is a connection to what they're talking about with the, the Coopers. like. If you look at the vi- if you watch the video, no one even though you can hear it on no tape that okay, kind of see that, no one is reacting in any that's way. Right. Well, but that fits the narrative, okay? So so but th- that's where the Barry
2: Weisses of the world sort of get it right, which is that we have such complete ideological capture in these newsrooms that they fully believe that there's nobody apparently in the entire editorial structure who would have seen this story, who thinks for a second like, wait a second. So there's a guy sitting in the first row of a baseball game during a quiet break in the action, screaming mm-hmm. a racial slur at right. the guy at the plate. And nobody right. and cares. nobody around him even notices. And
0: not the first right. baseman.
2: Or cares. <laughs> like, there's a crowd of people. So, so the and, and they're only twenty five or thirty feet from the player himself, yeah, who doesn't very, react. Yeah. Right. The umpire doesn't react. The umpire has been known to throw uh, fans out of baseball yeah. games before. Yeah, like it happens. So you're so convinced that this is such a a thoroughly racist country. That at a baseball game, a guy can sit behind home plate and scream racial slurs at the batter,
3: and no right. one bats and an no eye. And no one bats. It, yeah. And and what's odd is, especially in especially this case, especially the where,
0: person it's being directed at.
3: Right. <laughs> and it's and it turns out that the perfectly. Other explanation, right? Not like even, if you're, not, I, I, not even a perfectly innocent,
2: not a perfectly yeah. innocent, but a perfectly rational explanation, right? Right. Are
0: they going to change the name of the mascot now?
3: They probably have to.
2: Well, <laughs> now, <laughs> now, Dinger is going to be like the uh, the, the OK new one. symbol. The, like you're not yeah, gonna, be, you're not, you're not gonna thing. be able to give a yep. give a thumbs up or or, or the okay sim- symbol, and you're not gonna be able to call your mascot dinger anymore. No, but you can
0: call that guy over there a dinger all you want. Oh, that's kind of that's see that felt gross coming out. If see, I,
2: it's already no, happened. No, 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 no.
0: It's because of how I said it that it felt right. gross. So I don't think that'll be a problem. It's too close. Well, as evidenced clo- by, yeah,
3: it is true. I'm surprised this hasn't this um mistake hasn't happened in the past but it it seems like there are some people who when they come across a story like this like a juicy like oh fucking racist or whatever they just run with it they don't want to wait to find out that maybe it wasn't that because a lot of it is i mean you pointed out to the new york times but if you google this every website went with the original story it's like oh some guy hurled some racist stuff and blah blah blah
2: right because all and, of the it's like a key that fits perfect it just slides right, right. into the lock and you the right. rest of the story just writes itself because in in their mind that's just what America is well, it's it the bastion to be like this of white murder. supremacy
0: it used to be like if it bleeds it leads you know Yeah. so like if someone died it had to be a murder it had to be a yeah. cover up but sometimes people just die but any yeah. little thing you go with the most exciting thing
3: Right, and they but they'll go not only with it. They'll you know. The, the, I think there's a couple of tweets now. I'm sure they've since walked it back or apologized. But they're like, Th- we need to identify this fan, and bad things should come their way. You know, like just being right. really, and, and really obnoxious. Some of, the,
2: some of the stories are like the they interviewed the TV guy after like the TV guy goes on after the game is over. And is like, I was disgusted by the, by what happened during the game tonight and blah, blah, blah. And they were talking to players and they're like, there's no place for that in major league baseball. And we're going to identify him and make sure he never steps foot in a major league baseball stadium again. It's like, he was just drunk and shouting at the mascot to come over and take a picture. Uh,
3: right. And as someone online mentioned, and, and, as soon as they, I read it, I was like, this is exactly what it sounds like. But it does kinda come across as like a something Larry David would find himself <laughs> in right. on, yeah. on Curb Your Enthusiasm, where like, what no, I didn't say that. Yeah. I meant this other thing. Like it just, sounds exactly it's like very that. comical how But like I, I think if you don't know like I, I always think that maybe you should just wait like I know people want <laughs> to react to everything immediately just sleep on it no. by the next day it was all sorted out right oh no, so this all is people, America we need it now yeah, it's like, no, we yeah like we want to react now I'm gonna give my hot takes now like in the middle of the night and then by the next day it's like oh the mascot and by the way I understand me not knowing that because I didn't know such a thing but the people the the, the the baseball team could not connect to Don's because they had to come up with a statement immediately after the fact saying no place in society, blah, blah, blah. We're going to so, do investigation. They probably,
0: they probably hear people yell dinger all the time. Right. So right. It, it just gets lost. Like, if you say you, you didn't hear that guy yelling the N-word, like, no, yeah. that's horrible. I hope that what yeah. You don't go, oh, no, he was probably yelling something else. Like, right. Yeah, or it, like it's an easy mistake weirdly.
3: But they should know the, like it would be like somewhere I mean it's not a good example, but I'll go with it like that ugly dog of ours uh, uh for, for the bulldog, uga? uga, right? Some drunkard just saying ugga to the dog like as if he can respond to him and somebody else thought that oh you're calling my wife ugly or something like people right. would say no 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 he's talking about the, like there's some there's a reason why he's saying this even if he's saying it wrong. And there should have been someone that similarly had said, no, 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 no. That's not what's happening. This well, is the reason. Know. And everybody can just move on. Yeah. But they didn't. It took way too long for them to like, oh, the mascot.
2: So, And not to try to tie everything too neatly together, but it is the sort of same thing where – with the Cooper situation, where it's just, it, if something fits too neatly into your preconceived narratives, then that's just what you're going to go with. But also, to, to put a little bit of a lie to what Barry Weiss is trying to do with this latest episode of her podcast, as though she's uncovered some, like, some previously hidden truths that were just impossible, that, that no one could have possibly imagined they could have figured out a year ago, we still knew right? Like, despite right. the fact that...
3: But is that, is that what she's getting at? I mean, it, this doesn't absolve what uh, the lady Cooper did, right? I mean, you could say that you can criticize a little bit more what the guy Cooper did, but... So, but her point is how that... How did this her,
2: her point is that you should be able to... That there's a problem in the press that rather than complicating the story, they simplified it, right? Instead right. of saying... Instead of trying to tell the whole story and talking about how... Christian Cooper has had previous run-ins with other uh, dog owners in the park, where there was uh, physical altercations, and he's known and he's like bragged about the fact that he brings treats to give to dog owners, knowing that they're going to freak out that there's a strange man in the park feeding their dog something. Like maybe it's poison. Maybe he's going to hit the dog when the dog gets close. Like who knows? Whatever. Wait, what? That was what? Because apparently he's holding a bike helmet at the same time that he's luring the dog, and she felt it was being held in an aggressive way. Whatever, I don't want to get into defending her particular feelings about the situation, but I do think that Barry Weiss isn't doing nearly as much of the Lord's work as it is that she's pretending to be doing, because fucking idiots like you and me were able to suss out as it was happening, oh, turns out there were two assholes here, not just the one do you see what tree i'm trying to bark at here and does that make sense
3: it does but it seems to me at least i haven't listened to the barry weiss podcast but from what it sounds like it seems like it's like it's a little bit more nuanced but not much more it seems like we already understood what happened last time but in a general right, so sense that, I do that's think all
2: that's all i'm saying is that right. despite the fact that they do this whole thing and And yes, I think there's plenty of room to criticize the coverage of the Amy Cooper, Christian Cooper interaction from a year ago. Like an an almost endless amount of room to criticize the way that the event was covered. But despite that fact, we were able to discern what actually happened in a a reasonable way without knowing all of the shit that Barry Weiss dug up over the course of the last few months. that's,
0: That's simple Occam's razor, right? Like,
2: right. So, but then why is the rest of the world so bad at it? Right? Because it is also the case that most people probably have an entirely uncomplicated view of what happened there, and and it is in fact the case that people often get their entire impression from just reading a headline and maybe the first paragraph of a story and right. move on. So it sort of goes back to what you keep harping on when it comes to social media. Uh, this comes down to the responsibility of the news consumer and the content yeah. consumer. To actually be discerning. But it's like, it's the exact, the problem with our fucking phones and the, and the apps and the algorithms is that all of that is working against discernment at all times,
1: right? Right. Like
2: it, it wants you to understand as little as possible. It just wants to slide the key into the lock and have it turn easily because that's what tickles the right parts of your brain so that the rest of the story literally writes itself in the same right. way that the, the stupid baseball story wrote itself.
3: There is something appealing about simple stories like somebody was being racist and they were caught or somebody was being sexist and they were caught or whatever, right? And tying it to – well, I'm not going to tie it, but this just going to refer back to the book, the Hail Mary or whatever that – thing is uh, where the structure of the story is like this hero savior guy or basically like all everything has to be filtered through this dumb simplified story of like this one person is going to save everybody or this one person is responsible for whatever right so like it seems like it has to fit around a simple way to present information and so similarly like when it comes to the news nuance doesn't really sell that much it has to be racist lady gets caught and she gets her comeuppance right is that but is
2: that new or has it always been the case because my my feeling is that the media ecosystem plays a great deal in determining how these stories are going to be written because what they're most interested in is that headline and that click that's all that fucking matters what happens in in paragraph 10 of the story even if you are going to attempt to introduce any nuance which largely you don't like it I don't know. You can read any New York Times story, and it often feels like you're being told what you're supposed to think. And it's not to say that the media need should go back to playing more both sides constantly, because that doesn't necessarily right. bring anybody any closer to the truth. But there's a there's a feeling that I get listening to NPR. This is something that now I've been on for the last month, and this is almost certainly getting boring for everyone else. But listening to NPR, reading what passes for the mainstream media, however you want to call it, there's a feeling that all of these things, that, that there's a there's a baseline understanding of the way that the world is for all of the people who are doing the journalism. And if you adhere to that baseline understanding of the way that the world is, you know, an equity mindset, a, 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 the, N, the basic NPR way of understanding right. the world, then right. none of it will trip any wires in your mind as possibly being not quite true. It just goes down very, very easy. And I don't know if that was always the case. I I wonder how much the way that the social media apps and just the way that we consume media has actually changed the way the media functions. And it it has to be some, right? I mean, you can't just say that it's none.
3: But, you know, my my impression is that the current model, business model that that we have – with mainstream media is that it seems like it does cater to everyone right like so for the people who just want a uh, headline so they can kind of react to some nonsense online on so- social media they'll get that if you're the type that reads the whole article you'll get more information you know so you'll get that so it seems like it, it, it's all up to the reader like are you in it just to just for like the it upshot, is. Shot that's not always accurate. Discernment is entirely you know? up to
2: the the end user and the consumer, but it's also a rigged game. You're you're walking into a casino that is designed to do right. this one thing over and over again, and it's to take your money, and right. and that is that is what the that is what the apps do. That's what the algorithm does. Is it wants to do a particular thing, and it doesn't mean that you can't do better doesn't mean you can't be a responsible news consumer and actually get the full, correct story. It's just that it's way harder, and this other thing is so much easier.
3: I mean, harder in the sense that you just read the whole damn article, right? I mean, people are cutting corners. But there are 10 million
0: articles I can read. Right.
3: So, like, why would I
0: read one when I could just, like, skim and then go to another one and then go to another one and then go to another one and never actually read anything?
3: No, that's true. I mean, there's a lot of – I mean, especially dumb – like sports stories, like I'm not gonna read the whole thing. Oh Lamar. Those are the only Jackson's ones not... I read
0: all of. Oh,
3: do you <laughs> so <it's> the opposite <laughs> Because usually it's just like the headline, oh, this guy is not taking the vaccine. Like, okay, I'm, I don't need to I read, read the next few words. I
0: read the good ones.
3: Right. But I think that the, the, the whole thing is like the headlines and whatever blurbs that they uh, have on Twitter or Instagram, is basically just to titillate, and then the actual article is to inform. And so you can't expect to be informed through the headlines only.
2: Yes, and that's, that, 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 sa- is, that is true, but also it is the case that there's a great deal of ideological capture at these institutions that allows for things like the entire Cooper narrative to be the same across – different news organizations that allows for the New York times and 25 other media organizations to put out the same story about a racial slur being shouted at a baseball player that didn't actually happen
3: right but do you think that's a product isn't that a result of there's there's not the Miami Herald writer is not in Colorado doing their own investigating. Basically, there's, like, two news sources, like actual reporters that did something, and then everybody else is just copying that story. Right, and they so didn't like,
2: even do anything. They just listened to the 15-second clip on Twitter that somebody right. uploaded where it sounds like somebody might be saying a bad word, right? right. That's that's the extent of the reporting. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, get a story up, get me a headline, because this is going to do numbers. right. Anyway, I want to like talk a necessary,
3: about n- necessary, necessary evil, like the, the trade-off in order to have a semi-functioning. Industry. I don't know if
2: we have semi-functioning. That might be being a bit generous. <laughs> I'm a generous uh, man. Let's talk about Simone Biles and the Olympics. The Olympics just came uh, to a close this past Sunday.
3: I didn't watch any of the closing ceremony. I didn't so. watch any. Did you watch anything live, even by accident? Did I? All of the stuff.
0: It's hard to tell.
2: We watched the gold medal game, the U.S. versus France. Yeah, we watched Um,
3: basketball. Even that I watched the next day. But hardly, I don't think I've watched anything live. We watched
0: the triathlon or something?
2: We watched, I watched the, so I watched both the women's and the men's marathon live, the finishes of those. Where the U.S. girl got third, that got, was the, got the bronze in the marathon, and then... The, in
0: my mind, she got second. For a whole day, I thought she won silver.
2: Nope, <laughs> it was a bronze.
0: <laughs>
1: it's fine. And then I watched the men's
2: marathon. Like, we oh, watched cool. the, the U.S. men, after sort of pussyfooting around in the beginning of that game, ended up with a fairly comfortable win over France.
0: We mostly right. watched our cell phones that night.
2: Yeah, but the basketball game. Basketball's
0: was on. really boring to watch. No, so it's not. We were it's watching a lot of our cell phones.
3: They, they should uh, incorporate the uh, goaltending rules in the NBA. I thought that's fun. Just whacking the ball. I did away like that. that. Where it, if it hits the rim,
2: you can you can
3: <laughs> knock it out of the cylinder. It reminds
0: me of uh, beer pong. You can. Oh yeah, they
3: should yeah incorporate more of those things. At, at, by the way, at there's the top, lots of Bob, ways we
0: can change basketball for the better, <laughs> Abe. I'd like to hear more.
3: At the top, uh, I take it you're taking a dig at Simone Biles? Uh yeah,
2: a little bit, a little bit. I uh,
3: Could, I I don't understand. I'm I, I'm usually not surprised by reactions to things, but I was actually surprised by the reaction to, that for, some people had. For one, had. she's a
0: woman, so already strike against. Maybe
3: yeah, maybe I didn't, but like. She just couldn't do the spins. Like, what? Why is that such a difficult concept? Uh, like, she's gonna rough. Like, I don't understand. What was it that people expect her to do if she finds herself in a right. situation so, where?
2: I'm glad that this happened a couple of weeks ago because it gave the everyone else the opportunity to have the exact wrong take about oh, it. Oh, good. <laughs> While I sat back, <laughs> developing what is the obvious correct take. Oh, uh, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. On Tell the, me
0: about the correct take on the twenty-three-year-old woman.
2: On Tell the me. one hand, we had everybody who's like, "Oh, yes, Queen Simone, you're the greatest. Uh, this is a great triumph for you. Uh, don't, okay. don't listen it's, to any of the haters."
3: It's not exactly a straw man, but it's pretty close to it. Like, was that the, the that was general the general takeaway?
2: tenor of the reaction to her pulling out? Is that okay. This was a great thing that you've done. Don't listen her to any non- of the haters.
3: Her not participating is a great achievement. Yes. Anybody, and then and then
2: you had the truly obnoxious reactionary take uh, on the other side, which was arguably way worse. Which is that she failed her teammates, she failed right. her, country, her country. Country, right? Right. This is a bunch of snowflakes and cowards and. Uh, what the hell has happened to America, and we used to have gymnasts who would go out there and literally break their fucking ankles just to try to make sure that their teammates wouldn 't be injured and like that was equally awful right like if if not worse, actually, what I think was missing from the conversation is the an acknowledgement that this is an unabashed failure right it is without a it, it, it cannot be understood in any other context than this is a failure. It's not a triumph. It's not something it's not to a, be celebrated. Right. It is a failure. Now, the fact that it was a a failure of her mental fortitude, essentially, rather than it being a strictly athletic failure, is interesting and worthy of discussion. It's also but significant,
3: it, it, don't you think? You think it's like almost insignificant?
2: When it comes to whether or not she performed in the moment, she didn't. She couldn't. It's hard to say why. I, I right. don't understand why Chuck Knobloch would catch a grounder and then turn towards first base and then just chunk it down the or right why field line.
0: Whoever it was tipped the ball in the air instead of batting it down against Auburn that time right
2: why oh, why yeah, yeah. When in the not georgia about auburn it. game saying
0: it's another right. mistake that did was the made. georgia
2: wide receiver try to go for an interception with time expiring instead of right. just batting the ball down? Batting why it you it, don't yeah. turn
0: into the skid when you know you're supposed to turn into a skid you don't do it you turn against there the skid
2: are, right there's not and i'm not saying that it's a moral failure i'm not saying that she failed her country or failed her teammates i think in the that ultimately, if she, she had the fucking yips, right? She had what yeah. they called in the in the business in the in that particular sport. I think they call them the twisties, which, right? Uh, to be perfectly fair, uh, blunt, I'd cute never cute heard of that, of that
3: before. Yeah,
2: but it's one of these things where you just you do not you're not in the fucking zone. You're not locked in, so you. Bound off of so the, you
0: could die, right? You bound
2: <laughs> off of the jump trampoline thing, and you go into the air, and you just have Expert no idea—you <laughs> have no idea where your body is, right? In, in relative
3: space. Okay, so how is it a failure? Because look, yeah, the triumph I mean, and the yes, whatever, to win a gold medal. Yes, yeah, but. If you if you find yourself in that situation, there's nothing else to do but just to withdraw until you sort yourself out, right? And that's what she did. She basically did the right thing, right? I'm not saying she didn't she didn't do
2: the right what? thing. I'm saying that it cannot be understood as anything but a failure. That in a moment, in the only moment in in her fucking four year calendar that matters, she was unable to perform as she had anticipated being able to perform and that has to be understood as a failure an how athletic would it be failure not a moral failure how
0: right. would that narrative be helpful to the situation at all
2: what do you mean helpful she fucking failed you're she... saying
0: things would be better if we were recognizing that that was a failure
2: yeah we should call it what it is but why because it is weird to tell lies about reality it is weird to insist that somebody whose entire purpose in life According to her, yeah, but she's not on, a her robot, terms, on her terms, on her terms is to get right. up there and compete and be the best and to win. And when that, when the chips were
3: down, she couldn't do it. But, she but, but, failed. See, this is what I'm saying the, the framing. This is what I understand. It's not like, oh, she just needs to psych herself into like she just could not do it. Right? It's an unfortunate and apparently, I've never seen this happen before. Like in this sport, like they always just kind of tumble around and do whatever, but. She she just for whatever reason she couldn't she eventually did come back to perform something and she, she won did a, a medal. Beam. Yeah, but my, my takeaway is that she is really into this, right? Right. She wants to do it, right? So she's not shirking from some sort of. Uh, That's not what I'm saying. Thing, I'm not right? saying that so, she
2: failed her teammates or she failed right. her country or anything like so that. So she, she tried just failed to make as a, an athlete.
3: Right, she tried to make a go of it. She could not. And then she put her team in the best possible situation by removing herself. And then they got, I think, like a silver, silver or whatever to the supposedly banned Russia. No and some their, other girl got playing. to
0: win best all around and live yeah, her dream. like
3: it, it worked out for everybody. Right, it like a, absolutely. You know. She also has a
2: patch on her leotard that's an actual yeah, yeah. goat, okay? Yeah, so yeah, that was, She's still what, that. <laughs> she might still be that. When the, the total story of Simone Biles' career is is told, this will not be – we cannot write this into the history books
3: as a triumph. No, th- <laughs> she it, didn't win a medal. No, no. <laughs> it's not a triumph, but it's not a failure. It's just like an well, unfortunate if, situation.
0: It can be a failure, but, like, it doesn't have to – a failure is kind of okay. Yes.
3: Failure is good.
2: Failure is wonderful. Okay. Failure is something you learn from. But the general tenor of the conversation around her was exactly what the general tenor of the conversation was around Osaka when she pulled out of Wimbledon, right? Which do, do is like this is men. this is actually a victory for people who take mental health seriously. I, I this
1: wasn't about that a her, mental, of, health. Was about her the the mental
2: health.
3: This was about her getting the fucking aspect. yips. Well, that's I uh, think that it's In separate the realm than mental health.
0: health, it's I know it's. I take because it's not like she's overwhelmed or depressed right. or right. anxious it right. is technically her brain but it's right. not the same thing as when we refer to mental health what we mean and I right. I don't like that yeah. part yeah. of I don't know there's no better term for it yeah but, but it's still it's not quite
3: it's inadequate not quite yeah mental to, health. to use right right
0: it's brain adjacent but it's not yeah. mental health.
3: And also there's al- just, other there's no sports you can just it. kind of play like shit and no one will notice. There are certain things that you just yeah. can't do. Like <laughs> whenever can... I,
0: When I was at the concert and whenever I've been at any concert, I wonder who's messing up. Yeah. Like there's got to yeah. be someone messing up. <laughs> but like yeah. they figure it out and I don't know because I don't know, the, I don't the, know how the, to do those things.
3: There was I don't know for some musician he would like charge his underlings money if they're off key like he would know like I, I guess they would but most listeners are just like oh that sounds just fine yeah but people know
1: well because
0: they're professionals so they can yeah. get back on track right you're, yeah you're right like in other sports you can screw up and it's not as obvious but when it's right. a solo I, sport it's like let ah,
3: I see you but what what I was gonna say is that I think a lot of the coverage that you find off putting. They're trying to offset someone... Instead of just presenting the information yeah, as is, it, they're so, trying to they offset whatever... They
2: present it yeah. because of the fear of what the Clay Travises of the world are going right, to do right, with it. What? Right. But that's no way to fucking be in right. the world. It's, right. a, it's a, We're in a terrible, untenable situation if we look at a Olympian whose whole job... And for, I'm not saying, like, I didn't put this on her. She right. did this. This was her plan, right? It, it, it would... It's. That's what she wanted, is she but wanted to go to the Olympics and win the gold medal. She just right. couldn't
3: do it. She couldn't do it.
2: She got up to the plate and fucking struck out. Now, whether she struck out because she swung and missed, or whether she struck out because she was too scared to take the bat off of her shoulder, because she didn't know what was going to happen when she swung, which is what it seems to have been the case, Right. it doesn't matter. She fucking no, struck out. But, and to, but it to, matters... To, to design the- all of the coverage around how shitty Clay Travis and the Daily Caller are going yeah. to be about it is
3: right. a fucked up way to be. What would be the appropriate way to handle it? Yeah,
0: you're Suppose head of a goat programming goat at ESPN. It. What do you do? Right, she Basically choked. Goes-
2: <laughs> it, it's not. It's not out of the like. You should be allowed to put a back page tabloid cover that says that Biles choked because that is. There's. We have that word in the sports lexicon forever. Right. It is. An, it is the premier example, maybe at least in recent times, of what it looks like to choke. You can look at different uh, LeBron James championship or failed right, championship but, runs but it's over different. the years. Atlanta Falcons Super Bowls. He seems to have gotten the yips right where lebron against the mavericks was dreadful for the last half of that series right right but just completely is, checked out sports, and the difference between lebron if you want to be obnoxious sports guy about it the difference between lebron and michael jordan no matter how many championships oh, lebron ends up piling up <laughs> with 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 ad and the lakers it's going to be that at no point did michael appear to just Fucking not have it during right. one championship series or another.
3: He was, he competed. There was never I mean, any he did, question. He did choke that one time he went to play baseball for two years. Should he we change the it. name
0: of the podcast to I Love Michael Jordan, Love Bob? Because <laughs> <laughs> we could. Also, maybe <laughs> the, maybe the a third
2: time news. in 60 something episodes <laughs> that we've even mentioned Michael Jordan's name. But
3: in other sports, especially the ball sport, you can hide someone's, like, yips. I mean, not in, in in the baseball if you're a pitcher or whatever, but if you're, like, a basketball player, you just have an off night, or if you're a hitter, oh, they struck out. Like, that's not any different than what normally happens. But we happens, know what right? happened
2: when the, Falcons, when the Falcons played the Patriots, the coaches shit the bed because they couldn't figure out that, oh, if we just run the ball, then but we're that was not going... A, to, a, they a, won't, they a, literally a, won't have enough possessions to, to score
3: enough points to come back and beat <laughs> us. Like, they... That was they just, com- it, a series of unfortunate events you know that, was just, that a was lot really of things went day. wrong in really a short funny. period of time i just think when you're covering the simon biles story or anything like that you just play it straight she, she was unable to perf- compete you know and she said her uh, do you think, you think that that's what we get got
2: did, edit- we get, did we get a completely straight oh, version of the story
0: she was physically injured would that be a failure as well
2: If she had, if she
0: broke her wrist, if she broke her wrist on on that on that vault, if
3: no, that that is a different that's a different sort of failure, right? But
0: like, how would it? It would have the same outcome. She came to win, she couldn't win, so that's. I feel like what
2: right, but we wouldn't call that choking. We would call
3: that a weird act of God that happened. But that's kind
0: of what this is.
3: What if she actually went ahead and did it and broke her ankle, like she tried to do the spinny spinny, and then.
2: I think... Breaky, breaky. Right. Then I wouldn't have this opinion, because everyone's opinion would be, oh, what a sad sack that... We're we're, we're all denied the ability. That would have been the story. The story would have been we've all been, what a shame that we've all been denied
0: the experience of
2: watching Simone Biles ascend to the mountaintop and collect the various golds that she was destined to collect before these games, right? Because that was the, she was supposed to get the team gold. She was going to get the all around gold and who knows how many individual golds to go with it as the crowning achievement for her career. That was what we were told was going to happen. which is fine she is legitimately probably the greatest gymnast in the history of the sport for a long
0: time for for a very long time
3: until the next one comes yeah no no it's gonna take
0: another amount of time she's Uh, unbelievable yeah it's but i think i think
4: that it
3: i
2: think that it's ridiculous that you can't but it's not a choke is what i'm saying it's how is it
0: if if she had broken her ankle she the outcome would have been the same. She would have had to say, "I can't do this. This sucks. Right. I will not do the, I will not be able to achieve the thing I set out to achieve. I have failed because it's, she was
2: unable to compete because she was unable to get her head right. I'm not making but a how judgment it different
0: right. than not being right. able to get her ankle well, right.
2: Because it's different. It is the right. case. That's what we expect out of athletes, but, but, right? And but, I'm not but, saying that it's right or wrong, but when you get to the highest levels of competition, the thing that generally separates the best from the not quite the best is right. their ability to get themselves into the right mindset to do it. Sometimes that involves shutting the brain down, right? That when people talk about being in the zone, they talk about it like you're unconscious, right? You're, you're talking about it like you're barely even there, that the, the the basket appears to have grown to the size of a, of a, you know, broad side of a barn and you can just right. toss it in there. And that, like, to suggest that this was anything but a choke, I think so, is okay, a weird so maybe, rewriting of what it means to compete at the highest levels.
3: Is it your position that the yips and the twisties and whatever new term will come up with these uh, sort of things is not entirely outside of the athlete's control? That there is something they could do. They can, like, get some... I'm not saying
2: that, that she. Go, but, I, no, I, I'm not saying that she need right. that. That there is some version of her that could have. I, I don't know. I don't know if right, she had the, the, meditated properly the night before. Right. I don't know if if Larry Nassar had never diddled her. I don't know if 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 right. I don't know right. what led no, to but, her.
3: But that matters, right? Because in my mind, my, my position is: I don't know for sure, but I'm leaning towards that this is outside your control. Yeah, it's a
0: physiological.
3: And, thing. and, and so if if you're if you're an athlete and you're like an otherwise like greatest of all time type of uh, athlete and this situation that's outside your control happens and what but you if this control... is the level of
2: conversation we're having about sports, then why do we care about sports? No, 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 right? no, no, because I can't control if... a crosswind, whether or right. not, like, like no, no. the bo- fact bo- that, bo- that <laughs> David Tyree was able to stick that goofy football to his helmet, like, right. that's impossible. That should never happen. That perfect throw that Eli Manning made in the next oh, Eli to, Manning yeah. Super Bowl to, yeah. to Mario Manningham, where yeah. it just magically drops in at the exact right spot. Like, that's what we come for, is for right. the impossible and the unexpected to happen. and, and For us to not really have any understanding of who's actually in control here because it appears that no one is right, but if we're going to redefine what we want out of sport, is to to say that oh, you did great, even though you didn't fucking do the thing that you set out to do,
0: you did great.
2: That is that was the reaction to it, was yes, queen. No, that was the
0: reaction to it. Good for you is the reaction to it, not you did great. I'm not
3: condemning her for having pulled out, it matters whether something was outside your control right and if if she had some say in it and she could have done or not done a few more push-ups or did some meditation or whatever and she didn't then maybe you can assign some blame but to me i'm kind of looking at who's assigning tr- blame the, this is no, where no, I'm,
2: this is where we're getting lost
3: here choking is assigning bl- you choked, right it's not something that just happens to you you actively do, i'm you fine choke. with you, assigning you the, the passive free voice. Throw shot. there was a
2: there was a choke that happened I'm right. fine with assigning it in the passive voice. <laughs> right, That's my and, and, compromise.
3: And I'm saying is that because my focus was like on what choices she did make. And she made all the right choices. Once you get past that initial choke, as you call it, or unfortunate situation, as I call it. But every other choice that she made be, uh, after that was the right choice. She got herself out of it. The team got silver. Other individual people got gold for different events. She came back when, as soon as she could. And she medaled. I think she got bronze spectacular re- response to what happened, right? That it happened is unfortunate. It's a choke. It's whatever. But everything after that, she did the right thing. But not like, yes, Queen, or all the stupid stuff that you keep on saying. That's uh, the wrong take.
2: Anyway. I listened to uh, that other podcast that you're on, Abe, the, uh, oh. the Buffer, and you guys were way too soft on, on Ms. <laughs> Biles. <laughs> the, the only right
3: take is that it happens.
2: Well, the important thing is that despite the Biles choke, which as we've said, I believe that's the CIB <laughs> position, ultimately, <laughs> is that she <laughs> choked. Despite the, the Biles choke, uh, the United States won both the overall medal count and the gold count. They pulled it out at the end. I was watching the medal count the entire two weeks. and China had looked we, like they had an insurmountable lead in the gold. We were trailing China by like five or six gold medals throughout and in the last couple of days, managed to scrape together enough gold medals to, uh, to overtake the Chinese. Although one. The,
3: the, the Chinese uh, athletes have uh, made some gains in the track and field, they, they still don't win too many of those. And basically the second half of the Olympics are basically a lot of running.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they, although they did clean up in the, uh, in the diving.
0: Diving. Man. Yes.
2: You've been listening to Cast Iron Brains, a podcast with Bob and Abe. Find the show on Facebook or Twitter. Just head on over to the website castironbrains.com or brainiron.com. The opening and closing themes of the show were composed by Mark Gillig. You can find his band, which are they're recently playing shows again now that the pandemic is over, Abe. For did, now. did you know that the <laughs> pandemic was over? Uh, at tetramermusic. Uh, <laughs> Tetramer dot com. That's t e t r a m e r music. dot com. Put a link in the show note. What a fucking disaster the uh, the COVID situation is, eh? Well,
0: don't start now.
2: No, certainly not. Just. What, what are, uh, are we f-
0: watching? What are you ha- watching, eh? Besides hiccups. the Olympics, <laughs> polite conversation to close the show. Well, no,
2: the pandemic ended on Memorial Day, obviously. Yeah, so.
0: but.
3: Limp Biscuit uh, apparently was on tour and has uh, since canceled their tour. Yeah. Because of whatever, you know. Stay the course, the, everybody. Just a hiccup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Big
2: hiccup. Big 100,000 a day hiccup. But my take remains exactly the same as it was a couple of weeks ago, which is the vaccine is available for everyone who wants it. And there's no good reason to not want it. So go get the goddamn vaccine. You morons.
0: What what have you been watching, Yeah, Abe? you seen
3: any movies the last couple weeks? <laughs> I, I have seen a lot of movies, and most of them not very good. I did watch um, this documentary. I think it's on Hulu or one of these streaming things. It's called The Donut King. Uh, and it's about, about turns those. out, a lot of uh, donut shops out west are run by Cambodians. It's like this...
0: Nice. Life is
3: very random. Just I like
0: where this is going.
3: This Cambodian dude was like flood-violent Khmer Rouge, Cambodia Cambodia in the 70s. Cambodia went through
0: a rough spot for a while. Yeah.
3: By the way, what a terrible plan those fuckers had. So bad. Just the dumbest idea. Basically anything. Yeah. Anyways. So they get resettled in America, somewhere out west. This guy working at a gas station. Basically any job he can find. And he smells donuts. Like, oh, that smells great. And he has him one. And he's like, this is amazing. He starts working for some company. And then he creates his own donut shop and then creates another one and another one. And he becomes obscenely rich. He's able to uh, bring over other Cambodians and get them started in this business. (laughs) Like this great American story of he is just living the life in the 80s, right? So I'm thinking, oh, what a great story.
2: Killing more Americans than he can possibly have imagined (laughs) with with his trans fats (laughs) and sugar and the diabetes.
3: Yeah, slowly though. Like you can only ask deliciously. A, right? Yeah.
2: There's not a more ridiculous breakfast food on the planet, right? Than the <laughs> donut. No, there
0: isn't a more ridiculous food.
2: <laughs> but specifically, in part because it is supposed to be ingested first thing in the morning.
3: Well, you got to right. Like that in coffee. But it's weird because throughout the documentary that they, they would like splash some facts about like how much, how many donuts we eat on average, and it's like, they, no way, that's right. I know, but it's like a, an obscene amount. Like there's no way. Cuz there are pe- th- there are people who eat two donuts every day. That that can't be.
2: That's oh, just Oh, Abe. Ridiculous. There are,
0: there when are... we whenever
2: we go visit my father at some point during the trip at some it point it is guaranteed it's at the beginning of the trip. that there will he will present some morning that will show up on the kitchen table like two and a half dozen donuts that are meant no, to be more. ingested. Like
0: four, four no, it's, dozen. No, it's
2: reliably it's two dozen plus another six of the like crawly ones, and then a st- and then a <laughs> box of like fifty Munchkins the filled ones. Right.
3: Went, oh, okay.
0: And the anyway, idea was this, is, was this one he's of the... getting them for the week? It's yeah. not like oh yeah. today we had yeah. donuts. Wow. Yeah. It's like here are the donuts. Is this a for
2: chain that we would know? This Cambodian donut guy? No, these are known? all
3: like. In California and whatever, like, basically, the, the, they were so dominant that, do, uh, what is the Dunkin' Donuts, they tried to make some inroads and they couldn't cut it because they controlled all of they, the different places. They just places owned the could, market. Right. So, anyway, an amazing um, American dream, blah, 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 all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so great you know. success. We're
2: 90 minutes into the documentary and then it ends and it's a happy ending, I assume, right?
3: You would think so, but no. So, they... In this very, like, light— Basically, they're talking about, oh, how much money they're making, all the trips they've gone to, ski trips, and I'm living beyond my means. And then he goes to Las Vegas. And you're just thinking, oh, okay. He just parties up in Vegas, more fun time. And then he starts gambling, and the bottom falls out. He, like, gambles all of his money. His marriage is ruined. His family's ruined. He stole money from the people he was helping. And that was basically the whole thing. Basically, he ruined everything, but the other playful that he helped, they still have those uh, donut shops, but he does not. He lost everything, well, and he went back to Cambodia, and he, like... went back Cambodia. Cambodia's better <laughs> he now. became a fucking warlord. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he went back there, and he realized, oh, I'm going to live a simple life, some Buddhist, yeah. whatever. I'm like, you fucking idiot. You had everything. And
2: because of. Would you uh, rather live in opulence and with the guilt and shame of poisoning Americans as you uh, (laughs) finished your days?
0: He still has that guilt.
2: Here in the decadent United States? Or would you rather go live in the fucking jungle?
0: It's too
3: hot.
2: At peace with the world. I know what I would choose.
3: I mean, he he, he ended up being fine. I mean, like the way the story ended, where he just didn't have much, but he was happy. I was like, oh, see, you should have just started with that. There you go. The, did uh, you uh, did you go to the theaters at all? Yes, I went to go see the suicide. Whatever. I, did you not I don't know. Like so that? we are so we are forty five minutes or so. I in, loved it. We started it last
2: night, but had to go to bed. And, and so far, really enjoying it. Like, it's very silly. Uh,
3: never heard of any of the characters except the Harley Quinn one. Either. I was like, should I have read something on this? No. I don't know. Okay.
0: No, I I now will never see the first movie. I like this one so much.
3: Yeah, I heard the first one wasn't so good.
0: Yeah. I didn't had watch it has Jared Leto in it, and he's awful.
2: But you so you yeah. didn't like it though?
3: I didn't know what was going on. Basically, at the end, there was like this star evil thing.
0: No, 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 no. We and it was yeah, don't
3: spoil it for us. We still got to watch it. Gotta... <laughs> I'm sure I'm explaining this wrong, so it can't possibly spoil anything. But <laughs> it's like excreting like mini stars, and I was like. I don't know.
0: Okay, so Abe Abe and I have a big difference in what we like. Where because we saw that movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Right. And Abe hated it. Like everything that I love <laughs> in a movie where it's just absurd and right. could only happen in a movie. And it makes you feel like you're watching a movie and right. it you don't know what's going on. And there are lots of bright colors involved, those You don't like any of
2: that. (laughs) What I don't like about all the Marvel movies is the self-seriousness and the commitment to, like, trying to make a movie that has emotional resonance or whatever, when it's just a bunch of stupid fucking superheroes who can fly around in tights and capes. Like, what are you doing? But the Suicide Squad that we watched the first 40 minutes of last night doesn't have any of that. So so I'm enjoying so far anyway how completely silly it is. Right.
0: more work. I mean it's very of this time somehow like the the writing and the humor like when he says eat a bag of dicks like you wouldn't (laughs) have heard that in a movie four years ago Right. like it's it just feels very current
2: and it helps that they can do like the there's a meta remove to the fact that they have like the people are in the control room which can almost feel like it's a a a commentary track like a fourth wall thing happening even though it's happening within the plot of the movie, there, it gives it this sort of false sense of remove, which allows you to ironically comment on what's happening. So right. that's sort of fun. Anyway, whatever. We'll see. I think I'm going to enjoy the movie. Ultimately, I'm loving
0: it. I'm like excited. We'll watch the rest of it on Wednesday. I'm so excited.
2: We also watched a documentary thing. on Saturday night called Pray Away." I think is what it was called. Yeah, it's on pray, pray Away the, away gay, the gay or gay.
3: something. Yeah,
2: it's on Netflix.
0: It's exactly what you would expect it to. It's be. like a conversion
2: thing, like some yep. churchy. Yeah.
0: It's about that. My it's a documentary uh, about it. My
2: controversial take at the end of watching that movie is that
0: women have everything they could possibly need and deserve. That That's is his take at the end of that movie.
2: That is not at all, <laughs> not at all what I said, nor where I'm going at the moment. Not anymore. Nor something that I agree with. I am a deep, deep in my bones, am I a, a righteous feminist? But aside from that. Vicious slander from my wife, who couldn't possibly know otherwise. Uh, you know the phrase, uh, racism without racists? It's sort of a that, that we, could, we could live in a society without any racists, and we would still have racism uh, because of the different, like the systemic nature of it, the structural nature of it. I think that we could live in a post-homophobic society where there are no longer any straight homophobes and we still would not have solved the fundamental problem of... like There is no future where we live in this utopian world where all of the gays are just happy to be gay and all of the straights are happy that there are gays and everybody's just fucking happy, right? Right. Aside from the fact that that's an obvious utopian vision of the world that's not going to come to pass, even as we progress... In important civil and political ways, and people get more rights and people are just more generally tolerant. The thing that I was struck by at the end of this movie, looking at at this guy, this one of the main characters who they focus on throughout, and how much he fucking despises himself, like the amount of self-loathing. Like and, and it's it's easy to say, oh, but he wouldn't have that this degree of self-loathing if there hadn't been people to tell him, from the outside, that he was wrong to be the way that he is, right? There's some truth to that.
3: Though, but have right? you I ever mean... met a
2: fucking teenager, right? Like a teenager doesn't need to be told from the outside that they're a worthless sack of shit to hate themselves. Like self-loathing is just something right. that happens. <laughs> like, and there were like we will never drive from society is that this... people fucking uh, hate themselves, right? right? And so that, and they will they will direct that the fire hose of self-loathing in various directions, whether uh, at different parts of their identity, whether it's the homosexual part or it's the who-knows-what-other part is, and Daddy didn't love me the right way, etc., etc. But because we're never going to solve the problem of personal self-hatred and destruction, uh, we're not ever actually going to solve these problems in any meaningful way.
3: The people that the the documentary is about uh are they like older people now or are they talking about back in the 80s and 90s about
0: about it is it's like it'll do this like not flashback but it'll show footage from long ago in like
3: 1999 yeah you're
0: like no that wasn't yeah
2: okay i guess i did the before time but yeah i remember remember anyway right right (laughs) it's it's a lot like when you watch uh you watch sports clips from, like, 2005, and you're like, well, I was, like, old in 2005. Right. But I can see by looking at this YouTube clip that, boy, that was a really long fucking time ago. Because, right. like, a surefire— I remember fire,
0: being the same age I am now, A surefire
2: <laughs> way to know that time is progressing way faster than you realize it is to watch any TV it's clip from quality. the 90s or the 2000s. Because it immediately dates itself, and it's incredible.
3: But, you know what? That is true, but— it must be some. There, there, there must be a conspiracy where they make older videos just worse. And I know there's not really a conspiracy, but there, just, I, but we because just didn't know how bad we had it. Right. No. But I'm it's when, I mean, my memory is shit. But when I'm watching it, you know, in 1995 or 2005 or whatever, it didn't look like shit.
1: It no,
0: looked it looked pretty good. good yeah.
3: So like no, the because all that you're like remembering
2: shit. is the emotional experience of it. No, you're not remembering the, any of the... the
0: improvement it was because clean. it had been improved. Right. Because what was before it was also shittier.
3: Right. But the experience matters, and the experience at the time you're watching yeah. whatever, like, this was a clean, best we can do. And it's not like, oh, man, I can't wait until the future. This looks better. I mean... It had gone better, but, like, at the moment, you're watching, you know, Auburn, Georgia, in 2000-whatever, and now it looks, oh, my God, all the graphics look dated, and just everything looks very old.
0: Anyway, we watched that, and it was fine. It's exactly what you'd expect. And also, we're going to finish season two of Succession before the next season comes out, or I'm... Gonna commit murder. So <laughs> how far along
3: season two are you we guys? We Like
0: four episodes. Oh left. yeah, three or yeah.
2: four episodes. We're Easy. so close. It's fine. It's a good show, but it's like it's just not something that I ever like want to watch because all of the characters are terrible. That's sort of the point of the show is that right. the characters are terrible. And you a lot can't... of shows
3: are kind of like that. But when you get past it, it's not bad. Like the the, the, the White Lotus had a lot of people. terrible characters, and
0: you have it's... to. Instead of picking who you want to win, you pick who you most want to lose. Right,
2: but despite so the fact you go that backwards. if anything's clear that I am a spiteful and hateful person, if if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, then you know that about me. Despite that fact, it's not the way that I like to ingest entertainment. I want to root for...
3: Do you? Is it important? I mean, did you... There are a lot of shows that I mean, Breaking Bad. There are a lot of uh, unsavory types, even like the Caspian so, guys. Breaking Bad was asshole, Breaking,
2: you know? right? There's Jet, but also Breaking Bad was so intricately plotted that you could appreciate that show from the perspective of like a, a, a watching a puzzle being put together rather than right. taken
3: apart. Right, but it's not than important that you're rooting for, for somebody at all times. Is what I'm saying. Basically, you can have you can make it work without that component.
2: You can, but I don't yeah. know if you. I don't know if you can do it if it's just a family drama, the way that Succession is, and it's a perfectly, it's a perfectly good show. It's done right. professionally and very well done and all but of that. But
3: it's like, look at all these rich fucks, you know, probably standing in for like the Murdochs or whomever. But it's just like, you know, it's kind of hard to root for them. But you know, maybe that Greg guy, that tall, no, it's just like, Roman.
0: A, Roman is it, the correct answer. Oh, Roman. But it's yeah, mostly, <laughs> it's
3: mostly you're cringing, right? It's
2: mostly. Why are the, like, it's it's a cringe watch. It's a cringe watch or a hate watch or something along those lines. It's anyway. entertaining enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show.
3: We're going
0: to finish it before the next season comes out, and then we're going to watch the next season <laughs> like normal people.
3: Normal, yeah. The
2: problem with HBO Max is that you can't ever know when the thing's going to pop up. You have to, like, reload the app and make, like, it doesn't, it's not like flip to HBO at 9 o'clock on a Sunday night so that you can watch the show that you want to watch. Yeah. It's just a little bit... It's not quite the same Just thing.
1: the
0: week that it airs is all I care about. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, you uh, you got anything else for us tonight, Abe? Nope. You sure? Because uh, cause Peyton Manning was inducted into the <laughs> Hall of Fame this
3: week. <laughs> How dare you? I did not watch his stupid... I don't even know why let this guy end, but whatever.
1: Yeah? They you did sure? have a limit, uh,
3: right? Five minutes, that? six minutes? Didn't they, didn't they keep him to like a six-minute... Uh, I think there was some sort of rule that was placed. Oh, I mean, you're he's just—he's me th- just the you're greatest. Oh, what is it. this? This is outrageous. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> let me see if I can mute this. <laughs> he's been a great prospect his whole life. Oh. Got jeans, uh. obviously. Hey, who's your favorite sh- football player, then? My dad. Well,
4: you're on the right track. Oh. You're going to be a
1: football player when you
4: grow up. Mm-hmm. Going from. 3-13, and 13, a rookie year, to 13-3 the following year.
1: He was going to be something special. Fun fact, the Bates. Colts the fire team in Manning. Right right I'm not
4: them. sure there's ever been a smarter quarterback. The toughest we ever went up against. Him. There's a saying that goes, treat a man as he is, if he uh, remain as he is. Treat a man as he can be, and he will become what he should be. Only. He fucked every time they played the, really the really Patriots. What, was what is this?
3: Fucking revisionist history bullshit. Well, we they won one time against... the. get
2: champion of
1: oh, Super Bowl 41
2: I guarantee there were moments he thought he could never even throw a football again the newest quarterback of the
4: Denver Broncos to get to
2: 500 touchdown passes playing with
4: Peyton was like playing with a maestro is.
3: And hits the pass See, How over the absolute dog shit oh why is well, why Kobe Bryant
4: here Kobe loved, him.
2: loved what's, him what's what's wrong yeah, with you
4: man I football I love the game so you don't have to wonder yes. if I'll miss it. Absolutely, I will. Congrats, Peyton. Peyton is all-time great because he changed the way. played. Okay. the a nerd,
2: Andrew. It was an honor to play against him. Thanks for always being someone that I could look up to. I really admired the way you played, the way you competed, and the way you led your team.
4: Yo, Pape, congratulations. Proud of you. Why don't they talk about Edron James,
3: James, the running back for the Colts. Much better player instead of this useless idiot.
2: Peyton Manning, Hall of Famer, and arguably the greatest quarterback of all time.
3: He is nowhere near that.
2: I don't think I ever experienced more joy than watching Peyton Manning play the quarterback position. And I think that's all we've got for tonight.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I had the opposite experience. The opposite experience. Later.
1: So what a useless uh, (laughs) guy. He's so great.
2: He gave at the, the Hall of Fame speech of his, he gives this, like, like a preacher exhorting his, his flock to keep the flame of football alive for all of uh, humanity's future. Like, he takes it so completely seriously. Like, no one has ever been more sincere and serious about their desire to just spread the good news about football. I, I still hold Peyton on Manning. hope.
3: I still hold out hope that something will bring him down. There'll be some expose in the nope. New York whatever. He's not he it
1: tried
3: to be. get
2: they tried to get him with the Tennessee massage. Oh, one of the mooning or women
3: or whatever. Yeah, no, no, it's he gotta was be showing something stronger butt. than that. Like no, embezzlement. He's not. He's like the Papa John's good. franchise. No, no, no. Something will come of this and I'll be laughing that day. It'll Does Eli day.
2: get into the Hall of Fame?
3: Oh, of course. He, yeah. Should
0: we re-air the episode the that Abe was drunk
2: when Abe and got just thoroughly demolished <laughs> watching <laughs> the re- watching the Saints beat the Colts? Oh
3: again. my! See, this revisionist bullshit. They don't mention that. That pick six. He makes the same throw, trying to throw it to Reggie Wayne, and goes he, a
2: you terrible, are, terrible. You play. are right about a lot of things. You are wrong no, about no. a lot of things. But I
3: think I turn on pain you're almost not immediately. I You're not
2: out. wronger about anything <laughs> than you are wrong about Peyton Manning.
3: I am 100% right on this. <laughs> and to be clear to anyone
2: listening who thinks like he can't possibly actually think that, he is 100% sincere guy, about how much he hates Peyton brought Manning.
3: Brought misery to the Colts.
2: And a championship.
3: Please. That was the defense. That did. This is all yeah.
2: about. This is all about the fact that you are a degenerate now, who drinks alcohol and is uh, doomed to hell. And before the Colts won the Super Bowl, that's you never right. did. And you blame Peyton Manning for bringing that's both right. a championship to your favorite team <laughs> and also uh, condemning you to a life as a what's the Rumble? not an infidel? It's somebody who's an apostate. You're an apostate, an apostate now. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem. Anyway. Yeah. Good night. Good night. We'll be in touch. Yes.
0: Oh, we forgot to mention that he's going to be here. Oh yeah. Surprise.
1: Yeah.
2: Big, so next uh, t- next
3: episode,
1: it'll be next
2: episode, Saturday night will be, will be live in person. Yeah, in, <laughs> in person episode. Maybe I'll even like turn around and face Lori this time, so that we <laughs> Why? we can all just talk. Because I don't need to be facing the right. camera. We can just we can all face one another. Yeah. No webcam.
0: That's awkward.
2: Yeah. I know. It'll be weird.
3: Normal interactions. <laughs> anyway, good night. All right.
0: If you Google it, it will say very rare. Don't Google it. Rare. I will
3: not do that. Don't no. uh, Google it. You
0: can Google it without
1: looking Just at don't photos. Don't look at, don't you look at any photos. Of the photos. Don't look
3: at the photos. Do the spinny spinny and then breaky breaky.